Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got a really lovely guest. Her name is Pretty Mystery. She is a relationship mindset transformation coach. And what we're going to be talking about today is what is your relationship mindset? So welcome, Pretty. Hi, how are you? And I'm so grateful to be here. And it's a pleasure to meet you as well. And I'm totally excited to do this with you. Excellent. So before we get into talking about what is your relationship mindset, Pretty, would you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what's led you to be doing what you're doing now? Yeah, um, sure. So basically, uh, coaching itself um, was almost like another alternative path that opened up for me at the set of the pandemic. Um, Why? Because it was a time of pause and I was able to reflect in and I always felt that I had this higher calling and I never knew what it was. So it gave me time to really go within and discover that, you know, coaching is a big possibility of what can actually make me feel fulfilled within. Now, in terms of the whole relationship aspects of of something, um, I was always super curious in this area because I am someone myself who have struggled with, um, you know, being single, getting into a relationship, uh, being a professional in my 30s. I have a lot of friends and friends of friends who are in this category. Um, And they are professionals, they're entrepreneurs, they're doing well in life, but this one area of life is not happening for them. Um, I would go to a lot of networking events and I would notice the same people appear also year after year, nothing changing. And I got very curious. I do a lot of people watching too. And, it was really that curious mindset of just wondering what is going on for these people. I've always wondered in the background, like, why is this happening? Um, There's so much potential out there. Why do we hold ourselves back? Um, What needs to change? And so when I embarked this coaching journey and I had to reflect on what spoke to me, this is definitely something that I've always had my eye on for such a long time that I felt passionate enough to pursue this direction. So, yeah. Excellent. Great stuff. So what is your current relationship situation status currently now so right now I am I don't want to I'm I'm, I'm talking to people okay and I'm making progress it's been a little tough because we can't like you know we haven't been able to go out and about the way we normally can but what has changed for me is the way I feel about the whole thing um I basically was somebody who used to feel um not so passionate about life in general And I think it was these energies or vibes that sometimes I would bring with me. And at the same time, what I wanted was someone who was passionate, someone who had a, you know, positive outlook on life. And what I didn't realize at the time is that sometimes we just wouldn't be like an energetic match. Like these people sometimes come into my life, but they wouldn't last. Or I would just basically attract into my life an equivalent of what I was. And I, this was all happening on default on autopilot yeah and, yeah and it, it was a pattern like you have you we all have these little patterns but we're not always aware of what's going on until one day it hits you and it comes into your awareness and your conscious you have to really reflect on what's going on 
and you're like, well, hey, this keeps happening, that keeps happening. And I, I was someone who read about like the law of attraction and all these books, but what the missing key for me was like, it's not just about like visualizing and attracting who you want, it's also becoming who you want to attract. Because if something is going to be today, you have to actually become it. So that was like the big realization for me. And now I'm treading forward knowing all of these and it's making a big difference in terms of what I'm talking to, the kinds of conversations I'm having, I'm enjoying every single one of them. And different kinds of people are actually coming into my life, which is very interesting than what I was normally used to. So, yeah. Excellent. I think the key thing, what you've mentioned is, you know, it isn't about going into relationships or looking for a relationship and hoping to, you know, change that other person if they're not quite a hundred percent match. It is about, you know, gaining that insight about what you want and being the change you want to, attracting somebody isn't it yeah because you know um if i you know according to studies and psychological studies too like our subconscious mind is a very powerful tool and a lot of times what happens is that we take in stimuli from the environment right and we process it through a filter so we don't take in a hundred percent accuracy of what we see we always taking a small percentage of that that becomes our internal representation or our map of reality and that in turn affects our emotions and that affects our behavior. So our behavior reflects our inner beliefs. Now, this is a problem if your beliefs are negative and we don't really notice what beliefs we have because just the way the subconscious mind is responsible for like the other automatic things that happen in your body, like your heartbeat, your digestion, these things are playing in the background. So we don't necessarily know that it's happening and it takes a lot of work and sometimes awareness to spot what's going on. And this is also something where sometimes therapy and coaching can help you because sometimes we just can't see our own minds, but someone who's sitting on the other side can help you spot those things. So, yeah. Okay. So pretty, you know, before you had all this awareness, what beliefs were you carrying and how did that manifest into what, into what you was actually attracting or not as the case may be? Yeah. So a lot of things. So basically um, I knew what I, so what I did was I knew what I wanted um, but I wasn't feeling like everything in life is connected in a way. So like, if you're not happy about other aspects of your life and, you know, in the, in the wheel of life, that will also, that energy will flow into, into your relationships where you're going. So I used to sometimes feel like, okay, I don't know if there's someone out there who actually will understand me completely. I'm not sure if this person exists. So that's what I was telling myself. And that's what shows up. That's what shows up in your life. If you believe something is not there and only a certain kind of person is going to show up, that's what's going to keep showing up for you. So that was the unconscious. I didn't realize the impact of these beliefs at that time. And they were just playing and every experience would reinforce what, and so I can, I can justify myself afterwards. Like, ah, see, I was right. Absolutely. So, so what happens is we make these things a self-fulfilling prophecy, but on the positive side of the coin, once we recognize that we can change our beliefs, can't we? So how did you change that? What, what did you start to believe instead? So there were, there were a lot of things going on for me, Lynn. So basically um, I have to say the number one thing is first awareness, right? Become aware of what your pattern is. What is it that keeps happening again and again? And then I would say, look at the way you respond to it. Also, when you are confronted with these patterns, what is your typical way of behaving? Like, what do you normally do? You'll notice there's a consistent way that you, if there's a trigger, maybe something reminds you of a past experience, you'll automatically assume that, oh, that's happening again and react in a way that will fulfill that. 
So be aware of what triggers you. And then once you're aware of how you normally respond and what your pattern is, do something different that you haven't done before. Respond in a different way. Break that cycle. And then initially when you do it, it's going to feel like very difficult. It's going to feel very hard. Um, but once you do it, it kind of just shifts the internal ambiance for yourself. And little by little, things start to change. So I'll give you a small example of one of the things that I used to struggle with was um, I used to keep a lot of my feelings within myself. I never used to always um, be vocal in terms of if I felt I was wronged, I couldn't speak up for myself very easily. Um, and what, what changed for me one day was uh, this actually happened in my work environment where like I was just always keeping things in and there was a certain person who maybe kept on, um, I felt like I was being picked on in a way, but she kept on uh, doing, she kept on coming to me with these um, derogatory comments and would do it publicly in front of everybody. And I just usually used to just shy away and maybe more be like a people pleaser kind of person. Like, yes, yes. You know, I never actually said how I felt until one day I noticed that like, you know, in other areas of life, like this was a pattern where I wasn't speaking up. People were not aware of what I was feeling inside and the same things would come back multiplying. I would feel resentful inside and it would never end. So I decided one day that maybe, you know, I, I spoke to a friend and she had gone through a similar experience. She's like, you know what, just in a way, in a nice way, communicate how you feel. Tell this person that, you know, that maybe you prefer, you know, that you, when you say this, it makes me feel this way. And in the future, please, maybe we could do it behind closed doors in a more private manner. And so the day that I did that, I was like trembling in my boots because I, it was such a scary feeling to do that one thing that I normally never do. Because of all these ideas of what could happen, like I always avoided conflict, like what's going to happen if I say this, is it going to escalate into something horrible? But to my surprise, it was very pleasant. And she was just kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Like I almost like she didn't realize the effect that it had on me. And she heard me. So I felt heard in, in that moment. It never happened again after that. I started to respect myself. Like I've all of a sudden felt this power unleash in me because I voiced myself and I, I was heard. I was respected and she started to respect me. So contrary to the belief that, you know, keeping things inside is gonna make people like you, it's not actually true. It's when you stand up for yourself is what actually makes the shift. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely, I think that um, that's, so that's, that's how, yeah, sorry. So that's how you break a pattern. Like you have to do that one thing that you normally don't do. And usually the barrier to that, like you mentioned, is that you have this mind chatter in your head where you worry about, oh, you know, if I do speak up, what are the consequences? And it's the consequences that you build up in your mind that make it very daunting and, and make you reluctant to step out your comfort zone and, and actually be direct. But like you had in terms of the result there, it wasn't anything like you imagined at all. And normally that's... <laughs> that's the yeah. case isn't it we will we yeah. worry and about what, what happened what aren't happened? necessarily going to happen yeah and what happened after that was that when I was faced with similar type of circumstances I wasn't so afraid anymore I was openly more I hope something opened up within me I was able to communicate the way I felt and less and less of these circumstances happened I started to respect myself even more and I noticed that more people around me started to respect me and the whole the whole pattern just shifted, like my whole life shifted in that sense because something's changed within me. 
I like, so, I like you rightly said, you know, the the actual respect you get now is what makes people like you. It isn't about people pleasing. You don't make people like you by being, you know, uh, a people pleaser. In fact, you know, that they can literally lose a lot of respect for you if you are that way. Whereas if you do set your own boundaries and think, you know what, this doesn't feel acceptable to me and you communicate that not in an aggressive way but in a nice way quite often you know the worry about how that's going to manifest itself in terms of the consequences doesn't materialize because people are actually you know probably unaware that they've been horrible to you or made you feel a certain way and, and are actually quite receptive to getting that feedback and um, then you earn that respect yeah, and that's so. That's like what I wanted to illustrate as a major point to breaking any patterns. You there is a there is going to be a point where you have to challenge your comfort zone. You know, if you stay in the same boat, you're not going to make that shift. And yes, it feels weird. Like I felt it. You know, you feel all these uncomfortable feelings with any transition when you're about to break through something that you're not used to, but it's necessary to get you to the next level. And so, these patterns of behaviors are really universe testing us because like you said throughout your life up until that point you kept getting that same test where you weren't speaking up you weren't speaking up you weren't speaking up and in my mind that's the way the universe tests us if we keep getting repeat things and cycles happen that make us feel uncomfortable uh, to me that's the universe calling for us to make a change you know something needs healing within us and or some boundary needs to be set yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's you, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's like a lot of times when we see these patterns, we think that we're being punished, like the universe is punishing us. They're not punishing you. They're trying to shine something in your light that like, look, this is what's going to keep happening because you keep doing this. Like it's trying to show you what needs to change. It's our responsibility to realize that and make that change. So what do you actually see from other people that are common um, I suppose mindsets that prevent them attracting the relationships they really want and desire. Yeah, so a lot of it is fear-based, um, fear of betrayal, fear of not being, you know, not being able to trust somebody, fear of abandonment. Uh, one of them, I also, someone who had gone through a few relationships that didn't work is like, I don't see the point in investing in a relationship that's going to fail anyways. So what is that programming? You're telling yourself is going to fail anyways. What do you think is going to happen? You're going in already believing that. So, so people say this innocently, but they don't realize how much this is impacting what shows up in their life. Some of them feel like, oh, I don't think anyone exists out there for me. It's too late for me. All these limits that you place on yourself of why something can't happen is what keeps us in that stuck pattern. Absolutely. <laughs> and then we wonder because it keeps showing up that way, why it keeps showing up, and it's because we're affirming it to ourselves. So we're actually creating that reality. And because our mind also wants to make us right, doesn't it? So yeah. <laughs> if, if we're saying things like that, and it keeps happening, uh, then obviously we keep affirming that we are right, and then keep, as it does continuously then keep us stuck with that same negative belief and that same pattern then doesn't it yeah and it's kind of like if you think of it as like a, a drain pipe with water running through it like a limiting belief is basically like let's say a clog happens in the drain 
and it starts to accumulate and pile up. Now the water can't flow. You can't flow and you're just stuck in, in that clog. And so what, in, in, I mean, you know, as a metaphor to life, like basically when we keep ourselves in these stuck patterns, we're preventing ourselves from letting life take us where it wants to take us. We stop the flow of life. And the more we attach and we hold on to something, a certain way of thinking that's not serving us, the more we're keeping ourselves in that rut. And we're, in, we're, we're confining ourselves to, to some kind of prison. Like we're not freeing ourselves to be who we are true, truly capable of being. And once we realize that and just let go of what doesn't serve us, because sometimes we, you know, we attach ourselves to an old relationship. Some people can't get a word for, real, for years, which is, I mean, it's keeping you stuck for some time now. And it's just, you know, to get to the point of just letting go and being like, okay, it, it was what it was. It no longer serves me. There's another door, you know, because we, there's a lot of uncertainty. We don't know what lies on the other end, but there is something, life is trying to take you to another point, but we are resisting it. So to come to that realization of just letting go and going with the flow of life. So if, if you can take that bird's eye view, that can also help you realize what you're doing is not helping you. It's, it's about, isn't it, being more observant and um, being aware of everything, not only you think, but what you say. And not beating yourself up if you have done these things before, because we don't know what we don't know, do we? Until we do. <laughs> so, yeah, and it, start, it starts with, a lot of it starts with self-love also. Um, what I notice also with clients is that you know, you, they come in with a topic and our job as a coach is always to delay it, right? And it always comes down to somewhere of some feeling of lack of something in the self, like maybe lack of self-esteem, lack of self-acceptance, um, maybe even, you know, not, not falling in love with your own image of how you conceive yourself. All of these are aspects of self-love. So when we find out, because if you're not coming from a place of completely accepting yourself for who you are, you're not gonna show up confidently everywhere else and people are going to notice this in you. You're not going to be able to love fully because you're not able to love yourself. And so that impacts how it translates across the board. People don't always realize that. You will be attracting people that will almost mirror back to you the lack of self-love you feel for yourself in some way. So you Absolutely. have to start <laughs> We treat ourselves worse than what we, we treat any of our friends and loved ones, don't we? You know, we wouldn't accept the behavior and the thoughts that we have about ourselves sometimes being bestowed upon anybody else that we loved externally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so important what you said, because it's like even the self-talk, like how if you screw up, if something goes wrong, what are you telling yourself? What language are you using with yourself? And would you use that same language with a best friend? who maybe is going through a hardship. Like would, you would probably show up lovingly and caringly and say something like, listen, it's okay. Like this is unfortunate. Yes, it didn't happen, but this is not the end of the world. Things will happen. But on ourselves, we say stuff like, oh, you're not worthy. You're not enough. We come down so hard on ourselves sometimes, but that's not really the proper way to talk to yourself because if you love yourself, right? Why are you talking to yourself so negatively? You're also allowed to make mistakes in this world, right? We're all learning. learning. Yeah, absolutely. And it is so important to recognise that you're not alone. And we all make these mistakes. Unfortunately, we're not parented or educated around, you know, how to have healthy relationships as we grow up. And quite often we've had poor role models in, you know, our parents and family and relations and even teachers about 
our relationships should be. And um, so we're quite often just having to wing it ourselves and learn as we go. Um, it's unfortunate that, you know, this isn't yeah. part of our curriculum that we learn, isn't it, in schools? And I wish it would be. Yeah. It's such an important skill to have, like navigating your own emotions, emotional intelligence, like how to deal with others properly. Like this is not a skill that we are taught. Um, oh God, especially, I mean, for me coming from a South Asian background, like it's a big, big issue because even to be honest with you, like when I, a lot of the people that I know, like friends of friends and um, friends and six degrees, whatever, seven degrees, the problem is that um, being South Asian too, a lot of these people have had like, and it's a cultural thing too. It's like a, what I hear a lot is that when they're being brought up, um, love gets showed to them by action. Like, so your mom will make you dinner, make you food. If you get hurt, they'll put the bandaid on. So that is all there. But uh, very rarely do you ever hear the words like, I love you. Like it's not verbally communicated. And it's, it's, a, it's a cultural thing. And then also that generation, like the baby boomer generation really got married in, in arranged marriages, right? Some of them not even knowing who they were getting married to. And now we have this generation that is, you know, in the modern days trying to date, trying to navigate the world the way we're all doing it today. But then there's no one to guide us or lead us on even how to date because our parents have never done it. So there's a lot of like, em like, emotional stuckness going on of just not knowing how to go about is what I'm noticing in this population of people as well. Yeah, yeah. even in the Western world, <laughs> yeah. we have a lot of high percentages of divorces. So, you know, yeah. the, the, the role models and the education that we have about relationships has been very poor across the world. Yeah, and it's, it, I feel like right now, especially during the pandemic, it has opened up people's minds and awareness towards looking into themselves. And I really think that this is a great time for like coaching even, because this is something that the world needs. It's why I believe in it so much too. Mm. Yeah. And the, the, there does need to be, I feel, more love in the world. And I think what's happening is that we're transitioning now. I can certainly feel it from a vibrational energetic level that you know yeah. what used to be a very warlike patriarchal world is now shifting more into a more matriarchal more feminine space yeah. um, of and people are becoming more aware becoming more aligned with and going on more personal development type journeys within themselves now and um, yeah. I think it's becoming very healing now for a lot of people in the world that we're creating not not, not that you'd want it to go totally into one extreme or the other but there, there is that balance now I think being created between that masculine and feminine energy. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I see that happening. People are becoming more aware and balancing the two of them out. You know, you don't want to have only one takeover and the other takeover. You need both to be completely working from your wholeness. And something also that I wanted to um, shine some light on is when it comes to even like the mindset. It's just like, so I said like awareness is one thing, right? It's becoming aware of what you're thinking. 
and then have finding the courage within because sometimes it revol- it involves doing an action or it could just be in terms of just shifting a language like maybe in terms of affirmations like maybe you notice that you just believe something negative so taking that step to reframe it to a positive alternative and then what i could, what i would love to add also is that sometimes like i think people focus so much on their fears of what can go wrong like life is always going to be throwing curveballs at us it's never going to be a straight line and i think it's more important than rather focusing on the fears and eliminating them completely cuz i don't know if that's actually possible to completely eliminate your fears is learning how to navigate them and learning how to be resilient you know training yourself to be resilient so when you do hit these walls or whatever happens like you knowing that you will be okay will actually muster up that courage to keep moving forward because things will get thrown at us but knowing that you are able able and capable of handling the situation, you know, you know how to process your emotions, you know how to learn from it because there's no such thing as failure, only feedback, right? Trusting that you will be okay. Yes, something bad happens, you will feel not so great initially, but you will get through it, and that too will pass. I think it's better to focus on how you can build yourself back to that baseline rather than letting the fear just hold you back indefinitely. Absolutely. And understanding where those fears actually come from, you know, because our fears are just all in our heads and it's based on what's happened in the past you know I was focusing on that or that they come, the fear comes up because we you know we have worries or doubts of what may, might happen in the future well what we need to do is instead of you know stepping into and focusing on our past or our future is is let go of that and focus in on the now and in the now we're always okay we're always safe so it's, it's get, get, getting back to giving ourselves the gift of the present and understanding in the present, fear doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. And, and don't be so hard on yourself if you do get scared because when, when will you take action? You'll take action when the thing that you want to get to is more important in, to you than the fear itself. That's when you're going to make the movement. So learning how to navigate your fear and finding that courage to just get to the other side is going to is, is what you need to get you moving. So what's, what would you give as an example of a fear that might come up for people mm-hmm. and how they would navigate it? Could you give the audience an example of yeah, I, that? Yeah, sure. So, um, let me think of, so let's say somebody is used to um, coming across people that are emotionally unavailable, for example. And they themselves, it could be the pattern is that they themselves struggle with being vulnerable and opening up because that's very scary for them. So number one is first realizing like how much are you accepting your own vulnerabilities, like your own challenges, your own setbacks, are you okay with them? Because if you are coming from a place of judging yourself already, that's setting yourself up for, for feeling like, very unconfident and afraid of what others will think of you. However, if you accept yourself like, hey, listen, I am, I'm not perfect. I have these pros, I have these cons. This is the whole package. This is what makes me me. And if someone likes me, great. If no, no. If you come from that point of view, you're going to feel much more confident in opening up your stories. And it's not like you have to, so that that's, I would say step one. And then um, it's not like about sharing your whole deep, dark secrets right away. There's baby steps, right? So you can open up with like some little small things about yourself first and help let the other person know that you're not looking for someone to fix them. You just want someone to, to have that safe space 
and just hear you and just, you know, accept you completely as you are and just give you that support that you need. That's really what it is sometimes that we want. We just want people to listen to what we have to say. And I think when you're coming from that place, um, you can actually use vulnerability as a tool to let you figure out if somebody is worthy of your love and trust and if they're not. Because the person who is not, is that really is someone who doesn't support you, someone who makes you feel bad if you just disclose something? Is that really someone you want to go down the line with? So if you think of it more as a tool to, to actually guide you in terms of what direction to go, as opposed to like internalizing every thought and belief of another person, I think that can be a helpful tool as well. Absolutely. And for me, I feel that vulnerability from a place of, you know, connecting to your heart mm-hmm. and your intuition is, is a woman's greatest superpower. You know, um, from a place of fear, it's not. If you're in your head, vulnerability can put you in that victim mentality and then you are going to attract unhealthy relationships. But vulnerability from a place of confidence and really knowing and loving yourself and accepting who you are is, yeah. is very, very attractive to men. And it leads to more intimacy. That's what people don't realize. Like the more open you are and know about each other, the more intimate it's going to be. And I just feel like sometimes when we hold back too much, like I feel like we're placed here on earth, like we are love itself Mm. and we're put here to love, right? So when we keep ourselves in a pattern that's keeping us away from other people and we're hiding from, because we're afraid of falling for somebody or we're, we're, you know, we're afraid of what might happen if we get involved in a relationship, you're actually confining yourself. People think that a relationship is going to limit their freedom, but what they don't realize is by holding back, they're actually confining themselves and limiting their own freedom. The real freedom is being who you are, falling in love and going through the depths of everything. That's what we're meant to do. Absolutely. So pretty. any other final um, relationship mindset advice before we bring the episode to a close? Um, I think I actually covered a lot of it. I would just say like the f- step one is awareness. Like if you notice something keeps happening to you, take a step back, take a bird's eye view and be like, what keep, like, this keeps happening and trace it. You know, this keeps happening. Uh, when this happens, this is the way I always think. These are the, and, and if you journal it, um, it's a great tool to journal when these things come up. You can see it in writing because then it comes out of your head and you can see it on paper. Uh, these are the thoughts that come up. These are the triggers that come up. How much of it is really my assumption and interpretation and how much of it is fact? And when you distance yourself, and this has happened for me, actually, when you distance yourself from a typical um, experience that you think is going to uh, recycle itself again, like I just let it, like I remember this one time where I caught myself thinking uh, thinking something was going to happen in a way that it normally would. I stepped back from it. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go down that path. I'm not going to focus the next few hours and put all this energy into thinking that same thing is going to happen. And I just let it go. And I got myself involved in doing something else. I think I went to paint a picture. I don't know, something I, I got myself involved in. Two days later, what I thought was going to happen didn't happen. It, it took a different path. So when you focus your energy so much on something that of going on, you're bringing that to you. So when you notice yourself doing that, be like, ah, you know, I see you, you know, little trigger, little thought, I see you. Thank you, but no, thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) You have to catch it. Because it's so easy to get lost in that thought, you know? And that's where the trouble happens. Yeah, and and then we get down a right rabbit hole of um, getting stuck into a whole mind chatter of um, negative thoughts that take us even deeper and, and darker quite often, don't we? Whereas if we catch it 
at its yeah. source, you know, and, and like you said, I like the way you said it. Thank you, but no thank you. <laughs> uh, it, it's something that you can use as a tool to, to manage and it becomes easy with time as well to catch yourself doing those things, doesn't it? You can choose your behaviors. You can choose your thoughts. Your thoughts are not you. You are not your mind. You're not your body or something much bigger. And when you can dis like when you can disconnect, like take us take a step away from that and realize that you're so much bigger, and you can choose your thoughts. You have so much power to you. And that that is the key, isn't it? Recognizing that we do have that power. Life doesn't happen to us. It actually happens for us for our greater good. Yes. And I love that. Okay, pretty. Well, thank you so much for sharing all your insights and wisdom around this subject of um, relationship mindset. It's been really fascinating to have this discussion. So thank you so much for that. And thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this as well. Um, oh, I could talk about this forever. I can, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. So for the benefit of the audience, what is your best contact information? Yeah, right now I spend like 95% of my time on my Instagram page. So that's at bestselfforward.pm is my handle. At bestselfforward. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll spell it for you. B-E-S-T-S-E-L-F-F-O-R-W-A-R-D dot P for Peter, M for Molly. So dot P-M. Excellent. That's great. And as always, we'll make sure your other contact information is contained within the show notes. So thank you very much again, Pretty. We've really enjoyed having you on to discuss this subject of what is your relationship mindset today. Thank you. Thank you so much. So it just leads me to say, listeners, that true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.